la 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 After a summer of huge changes on and off the pitch, a leaving Liverani, a homecoming Hendon, cryptic Twitter messages, arrest warrants in Albania and more, we are delighted to say oi oi and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, bearded legend, South Stand chum, beautiful man, Mr Paul Levy. Oh, mate, it's good to be back. <laughs> good to hear those words again. Thank you very much indeed. Welcome everybody to the uh, first of two pre-season podcasts that we're going to be bringing you. Just going to be recapping in this episode what's gone on in the close season uh, as so much has gone on. Most people who are on social media uh, obviously will be pretty up to date but we've got some thoughts and opinions that you might like to hear as well. So I think it's it's good to say that let's crack on. It's great to be yeah. back and uh, looking forward to the season. Absolutely. So first things first, let's speak about the managerial changes at the club. So Feels like a long time ago now, yeah, but on, on the 13th of May, <coughs> Fabio Liverani was sacked as manager. Woohoo! Fair to say, Paul, I don't think you were too upset by that. No. You know what, son? You just don't know what goes on behind closed doors and whether the players are buying into it, whether he's having problems, whether he's mm. just being, whether he's just not very good. Because good players don't make good managers. You know, we, we, we see it all the time. But he, he, I lost respect for him when post post. Uh, Swindon and whatnot, and he was st- he started to blame everybody else but himself. Mm. And I'm sorry, but you are the manager. The buck stops with you, and it's it's really as simple as that for me. And and he lost me then. Yeah, I mean he was quite frustrating. Some of his lineups were questionable. At Although best, yeah. could, could that have been some of Bichette's influence, as Romain pointed out? Could be his tactics weren't really that great. Mm. Didn't really seem to be able to motivate the players, and obviously the language barrier played its part. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when when he took over in December, you know, you're half a season in, you, it's still salvageable. Absolutely. We went down and we were always around that 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 dotted line around around 20th but 21st place. You know, you, you he had plenty of time, plenty of opportunity. We had a couple of back-to-back wins. He never never built on it. So it makes me think that they were just an utter fluke and down to the players. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were always kind of positive. Um, you have to be, in because you hope that they're going to turn it round. Yeah, no, absolutely. And unfortunately, he didn't do enough. So we wish him well. Arrivederci, you yeah. say, to Mr Liverani. Arrivederci, chump. So after a two-week search with some big names linked with the job, uh, oh, yeah. it was finally confirmed on 28th of May that Ian Hendon would be our new manager. Um, so club statement read, many excellent candidates were interviewed, but Ian's passion for the club his ideas to take the club forward and his hunger for success were key to the final decision. Uh, and then Hendon came up with a quote that said, Orient is a club that means a great deal to me. I hope that fans will remember the commitment I showed as a player and though they can expect the same dedication from me as head coach, I've got a lot of experience of the lower leagues, having played at every level during my career and worked in League 2 as a player and manager. Uh, but having spent a few years working in the Premier League, I have learned a huge amount that will stand me in good stead for this new challenge. Thoughts on Mr Hendon? Yeah, slightly underwhelmed to start with, but I he talks a good game at Absolutely. the moment and I'm trying not to get too excited so that I don't end up being disappointed like last season. Yeah. And I'm just trying to protect uh, my broken heart. <laughs> and I like what he's done. I like how he's gone about getting people in. He talks he talks the talk. Um, you know, he's he's got the right attitude. 
I believe that he's had the right tuition, if you like. You know, Good most point. people most people will say, well, Big Sam's not that great a manager. He's this, he's that. But the bottom line is, he was one of the first managers in the Premier League to start bringing in sports science and using yeah. analytics and stuff like that, which has taken the sport forward. So, you know, one of Hendon's comments uh, was about, you know, it's about winning football matches. If it means you've got to go route one. The underlying comment was, if, 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 if it means you've got to go route one, you, you go yeah. route one to win yeah. football matches. All about three points. And right now, it is all about three points. So if sometimes it means we're going to go route one, fine. You know, fancy football doesn't always work. We're in League Two now. And and they, that's the sort of football that I think we need to be aware of that we're going to be playing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you, I was a bit underwhelmed. But I've, I've come to really kind of buy into Hendon's ideas. You know, he seems like he's going to give you a chance. His signings have been pretty decent so far getting linked with decent players yeah and it helps that he's played for the club and he's got that emotional connection to the club 100% and you know I remember watching him yeah. as you know when we were like 12 and yeah, 13 West and End. I, I enjoyed him as a player and uh, fully committed absolutely fully committed. that's all I remember about it. I can't remember anything nothing stand out like game wise but I just remember he was always fully committed and, and he was yeah. really hard to beat and absolutely in terms of you know Liverani when you heard him in his interviews you just thought how is his message going over to the players is that working and how we motivate the team but with Hendon I feel he'd motivate the team really well and that's something we didn't have last season. Yeah, absolutely. And the players will, will listen to him and respect him because he's come from a Prem club as well. So, yep. you know, you've got egos in there to, to manage and, you know, they'll turn around. You know, Liverani, who have you played for, like, in England? What, what is your understanding? Hendon, uh, sorry, mate, I've just been managing at a Premier League club. What's, where, what's your highest level? And Absolutely. And obviously he knows England, which is a massive thing. So when you're going away, you know, to... Carlisle on a Tuesday night and Plymouth on a Tuesday night Hendon knows what to expect right. whereas Liverani probably didn't have a clue where he was going after time yeah uh, yeah, absolutely and you know what as well Hendon had started off with the kids at, um, at the Youth Academy at yeah. West Ham as well so he's got that mentality about him as well which yeah. I like which we'll come on to in our signings later on but I just like the fact that he's grown up he's been educated starting at youth then progressed into the coaching at the first team so he's been around you know yeah. world class athletes you know world class players which so I suppose on uh, as, as an actual name no not what we were thinking but if you listen to Teddy Sheringham's interview at Stevenage if I was a Stevenage fan I'd be so worried really because when the guy asked him something about what do you bring to the table he's like I don't really know it was that sort of it's not what you want to hear is it no whereas Ian Hendon yeah. he's like Absolutely. He's got it. So, you know, I think we got the right one. Absolutely. And we back him 110%. Absolutely. So, his assistant manager, um, another good appointment, oh. Andy Hessenthaler, which is a great appointment. So, he's worked with Hessenthaler before. Worst kept secret, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you told me about a couple of days before. I think that was public knowledge, though. Yeah, it or, was, to be fair. rumoured public knowledge. Yep. Um, and Hessenthaler had great managerial experience with Gillingham, first and foremost. Yeah, done well um, with Gillingham. And done really well with Gillingham. Mm. Um, and obviously brings his experience to the table his contacts and yeah yeah his knowledge appointment. absolutely and and you know what Justin Edinburgh wanted to keep him at, at Gillingham as well yeah so it just shows how highly rated he is so I, I'm hoping that these are all positives and they all click and work yeah and obviously he's dropped the league to come to Orient so he obviously wants to be here and work with Ian yeah which is a great sign so also in the backroom staff Nugent has stayed which I think is pretty good yeah for consistency absolutely yeah. so N- Nugent has been I can't really. I don't know what the word for Nugent for, for to describe Nugent, but he has he has been dragged along on this 
railroad that is Leighton Orient and somehow managed to retain <laughs> his position when everything else around him is changing. I'm sure there's a word for that, but he must be thinking like he's going to wake up one day and just like the whole club's just like disappeared Absolutely, or something, yeah. and, but he's the only one left. You know, a bit like a twilight zone, it must yeah, be yeah. for him. Absolutely, but he seems to be happy doing what he's doing. You know, yeah, he loves the club He's enough. been manager, he's been assistant manager. And again, he's got that emotional connection with the club, you know, which is great. So we've got a new physio in Peter Webb. Uh, we've got a strength and conditioning coach in Craig Smith. We've got a chief scout in Jed Searson. And old player Lee Harrison returns to the, coach, returns to the club as goalkeeping coach. And there's yeah. a pattern there with those names in terms of they're all English and they all know the respective leagues and English football better than what you could say the previous managerial setup did. Right. Well, your chief scout, clearly, has obviously got rid of the Italian guy that yep. they had before, which I don't quite understand. Lee Harrison, ex Orient, an actual goalkeeper like Rob Gagliardi. Yeah. Nice guy. Keeper. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Played amateur level and from speaking to an unnamed player. Uh, as we did at the um, what do you call it the awards. season yeah. awards you know guy's not got a clue yeah and also obviously Lee Harrison has dropped down from being at West Ham in the in the youth setup yeah. the under 21s so at, good, at West Ham good little capture good so, capture you know they're probably taking a bit of a pay cut maybe or match the wage but but working in the in, in, in League 2 a fair play to Bichetti for actually listening to Hendon because these are clearly Hendon's appointments that's not like Hendon's come in and Bichetti said these, these are who yes. you're having Hendon's obviously come in and said, I want these guys. Bichette's gone, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Got Liverani's like out the door and bought in who Hendon wants. Must have cost him a fortune yeah. to get rid of all that lot. Absolutely. But, you know, that, that's what hopefully a chairman who is learning from his mistakes does. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, that's optimistic. It's good to see that backroom staff are in who know League Two as well. and know what to expect, you know, yeah. and, and can give the players the right guidance. So The physio that's strength and conditioning coach came about because the guys left for other... Club other positions, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that's why they were replaced. So whether or not they would have stayed if they knew Hendon or, or whatever, but, yeah. uh, I don't know. But also a couple of other levers. Yeah. Um, most people probably know Tom Jeffs and Ross Noble in the commercial team. Uh, Tom's left for a role back closer to, to his home. home. Yeah. Um, he's gone to Portsmouth. Um, and Rob, I don't know. He's gone to Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe. I don't know what the connection is with Scunthorpe, but you know, all the best to, yeah. to both of them. Fair play um, to both them. done. Both done great jobs uh, for the for the club. Absolutely. Um, and now moving to the players out, yeah, the out of contract lot. Yeah. So we'll do the players out first, and yep. we'll do players and after. So a huge exodus of players out, and some real kind of heartbreaking players leaving. You know, if you ask me who my favourite players were, or in, they're all going to be on this list coming up. Yeah. So first, first, we'll do it in date order. So the first player to leave on the twenty sixth of May was Scotty C. I know, broke my heart so Scott tweeted unfortunately the club has lost its way in the last year uh, the quicker it gets back to being the club I signed for the better for everyone so Cuthbert has actually joined Luton which was surprising because I thought Cuthbert would at least go to a League 1 club so if he wasn't going to go to a League 1 club I wish he'd have hung around for another couple of weeks so that they yeah. could get Hendon in and get Hendon talking to him and say look all change at the OK Corral we are here this is what we're doing I want yeah. you here you're a fundamental part and you know what? Him and Baldry as centre-backs. Very got, strong. I ain't got a big problem with that. He's going to be a very strong lead to defend. I think Luton might be a team to keep your eyes on. Oh, uh, Luton have signed loads of players. Yeah. They've done really well. Yeah, yeah. They, will be, they will be up there. And obviously, we wish all these players well. But of course. You know, we would have wished they'd stayed. And in 29th of May, I guess we knew this was coming. 
Um, and we interviewed the man after the season had ended and he was an absolute gent, um, an absolute brilliant guy. Super Kevin Lisby left and joined Barnet. Um, yeah. And fair play to him, you know, from talking to him, he obviously wanted to stay at Orient. You know, yes. near his home, yeah. he was settled. He, he loved, the, loved club. the club, he loved the support of the club. The emotional connection was there. He was waiting for the offer. Kids are in the, in the youth yeah. setup. And the offer never came, so... But again, I suppose in football, and particularly maybe at Kevin's age, he's thirty six now. Yeah. You know, if a club like Mar, you know, if a club, you know, Martin Allen comes along and says, "Look, there's a contract, sign it now," and Orient like, uh, "Don't really know." You're going to sign it because you still got bills. Absolutely. To pay. So he's going to take the security. And you can see that Lisby's still got it because he scored a fantastic header oh, against superb. Palace. His presence of mind is amazing. How he flicked that over. And we'll come on to it in the next episode yeah. next week. But you know, Barnet first home game of the season. Written the stars, it's written it? in the absolute stars on the 1st of June a surprising one um, potentially Adam Legend left the club ends up signing a two year deal at Birmingham City yeah where he where he came from they came from Derby no yeah he came to us from Derby but he came oh, from okay. Birmingham right, he, he right. started out at Birmingham I got so to say, he's gone back home if you want to use it it's a that. great move for Legends After, he'll be number two yeah. there but yeah bigger club more settled Gary Rowett's a good manager and he's turned that club around yeah, I mean, I thought he was. He started the season well. Obviously, confidence played a part. He made a few mistakes, and that seemed to get to him. But the fans never really took to him. I'd say some of the fans I never took so. to him. Got on his back. Um, and then he got injured, and he never kind of recovered. So we wish him well. We met him a couple of times. Nice guy. Lovely guy. Got so much time for people to talk to. He's really not a not a, an, an idiotic um, guy at all. I think he's a very intelligent guy. Great beard. It's a shame because a lot of beardos have left. It. A lot of beardos have left. His mum told yeah. him to shave it, so yeah. it had gone before the the thing. So ninth of June, Chris Dagnall, who's actually offered a contract with us, he leaves the club to join Indian Premier League team, the Kerala Busters. Um, Doesn't sound right, does it? Nah. To be fair, if we can understand him, there's no chance the Kerala Busters are going to understand him. It's going to be a fantastic workout, though, isn't it? How how each one's saying what the other ones trying to work out <laughs> yeah. what everyone's saying. It's going to be real. You need translators. I mean, Dag- Dagnall for me last season, it was really a tale of two halves. He'd put in the effort. He'd make himself the chances, but he didn't really score enough for me. He didn't do anything enough. He ran a lot, but he he huffed and he puffed and he had nothing. And that's the most frustrating thing is because the guy worked that hard that you wanted him to score. You were almost Willing like him. if you could have gone out there and kicked it for him, you would have done. Yeah. If you'd have just like rugby tackled the keeper out of the way just to let yeah. the guy score as a just reward for his work, you would have done. And you'd have taken the suspension from football league grounds for five years and all of that from the police and everything just to give the guy a chance to score a blooming goal. But it never came. If everybody... He fluffed it too If often. everybody in, for Orient ran as hard as Chris Dagnall we wouldn't have got relegated. Correct. Because he just worked his absolute socks off every game. And, I and, and, and you know, some players you could probably turn around and go, well, he never gave 100% and you could tell from his attitude he didn't give 100%. But Dagnall, always 110%. Yeah. And there were games clearly where he shouldn't have been on the pitch, should have been rested. He was you know puffing out of his arse within the first half hour. And he still gave it his all and ended up being on the pitch for the majority of every match that I can remember. So if you've got one player like that, I don't understand why others don't don't do it either, why you don't get more Absolutely, like absolutely. So we wish Dagnall the best of luck. Absolutely, pal, and good luck. And um, yeah, we wish you every success out there. Peter Taylor, I think, is the manager of that team. Yeah, there's some, so there's some English stars going there. From lower leagues. but And then on the 12th of June, Elliot Omazusi uh, drives up the M11 up to Cambridge. A uh, bit of a surprise for you. Yeah, I, I think and for me as well. I think he could. Have, I think again could have been playing League mm. One football. Maybe offered a very good deal at Cambridge, and again Cambridge made a few decent signings as well. 
I thought Amasuzi was a good player. Yeah, but again, very patchy. Very patchy. If he switched off or had a brain fart or something, he would it would really show if he if he really switched off it, it, he'd get turned over and I think sometimes for me sometimes it, it, it happened all too it happened a bit too often. So I think actually League Two is probably I mean Russell Slade got the absolute best out of mm. everyone in that team, yeah. no question. So if you take Slade out, I think that his levels drop. Oh, so he might be a lower League One player stroke top of League Two player. He kind of fits in my opinion. Mm. No, he's a good player. Sort of. I do like him, and he does some great work for the community. Can't forget his. Community oh, there's no work. question. Yeah. I was absolutely gutted for him that he didn't get that award. Yeah. How he didn't get that award, I don't know. Yeah. I know how a goal was as well. So, no, well done, Elliot, and thanks for everything you've done for absolutely. us. Absolutely. 25th of June, Gary Sawyer joins Plymouth, so he joins his hometown club. He does. Um, I thought Sawyer had a good season last season and was solid, and was very unlucky to get more games down to maybe again Desena, chairman's influence. Liverani's influence I thought Sawyer played very well for the majority of last season and again one of those players who played with his heart on his sleeve and gave it all he had maybe Nailed. maybe not the most gifted player but certainly put the shift in and was unlucky yeah now hit on the head for me there. Yeah. I think I think with Desaina wouldn't have got near my my team yeah. you know Gary Sawyer is, is really a lower end league one really He's really a League Two player, in my opinion. He he really mm. looked out of sorts when we were pushing for the championship. Like he, he really didn't look like he could he could handle the pace of the game in which we played it at. But you know, it, it's essentially he's you know he's a he's a, it'd be a, he's a good acquisition for for Plymouth. Yeah, I think. And this one really breaks my heart. Second no. of July, David Mooney signs for Southend. The only player to leave us to go to a club higher up. Nah, you sure about that? Well, the others have gone to Luton. Legend. Um, no, the or he left of his own accord. But I'm talking oh, okay. about Sawyer, talking about Omar, oh, okay. talking about Dag. Well, Dagnall, you can't really comment. But Kevin Lisby, Scott Cuthbert, Fine, Sean okay. Pat. You know, he's the only one that's yeah. All right, Legstins as well. But yeah, I mean Mooney. Mooney's a strange one because every time we said, Mom, we right, put yeah. out a tweet about Mooney, you get half going, "We love Mooney." Boom. You need to keep Mooney, and the other half of people going, "He's always Yay. offside. He falls on his ass all the time." He's not very good. But for me, with Mooney, it was the unexpected could be sublime. Sometimes it wasn't, but some but when it when he was on it But you noticed forget you about it. this, you said that whenever he has time to think about what he's doing, yeah. he ends up taking making the wrong decision and, and ended uh, fluffing it up. Yeah. Whereas if he doesn't have the time and he's under pressure, his his presence of mind where the goal is and, and what he's going to do is like instantaneous his, yeah. and, 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 he, and he just does it he's you know, at, he's at his best are. when he's an instinctive striker yes. when he just looks up and he just has to hit it as he opposed to gap yeah. and he goes for it I'm gutted about that I'm gutted that we're never going to play that Mooney celebration again yeah. although if we get Mooney back for an interview which we're hoping to confirm we will play that one last time one last time Yeah, but fine. best of luck to Mooney I know a lot of fans didn't want him to go to the South End, but again, it's local. I guess it's near where he lives. He doesn't it's have to uproot. Easy doesn't have to uproot the wife and kids. No. And obviously, we we're not sure about this, but it looks like we didn't offer him a contract. No. And South End did, so we can't really moan about what club he's ended up at if we haven't offered him a contract. Yeah. Even if he's on the same yeah. level at South End. Absolutely. Because you know? I, I can't. I can't say I don't reckon he'd be on that much more at South End. I think Southend will probably get like sevens and eights, yeah. thousands in in the in the gate next season. So they they might have done. Might have done. So sixth of July, uh, one of the big big earners and big signings from last season, Davis yeah. Henderson leaves. 
um, to pursue other opportunities, it was said. But he ended up in Sweden with Nottingham Forest on trial, uh, who have rejected him, or it looks like. And the rumour coming out the weekend was that he was close to signing for Sheffield United. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Henderson was the big one last season. Him and Mackinac were the two when we signed them, and everyone thought we were going to sweep. Because he actually bought himself out of his contract, or not bought himself, but he got paid off of yeah. Nottingham Forest to have his contract paid up. Absolutely. So he actually got out of that contract to come and play for us. I don't know what he was, what dream he was sold on, or vision, or story, I mean, that, or project, whatever. That was the big one. Everyone was saying, oh, this is, this is the guy who's yeah. going to get us up. And, you know, I remember the first game of the season, he came on as a sub at home to Chesterfield. And we were, I think we were a goal down, and he yeah. came on, and he battered their defence. He ended up scoring a rebound. We lost 2-1, but he scored a rebound, and... Everyone thought this guy's going to be the real deal. Yeah, and it just never took off. No, for him, you know, he silly, silly red cards, silly discipline, few injuries, but for some reason it never really worked. worked. Few injuries. Yeah, and again, when we um, when we seem to have him in the team, it always seems to go route one. Yeah, which was probably a bit unfair on him. But it all seemed to go. Everyone assumes that a big guy is, is good in the air, but not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I know, thought, they, a lot of them like it into feet. I thought him. I thought his goal ratio wasn't too bad. Considering he didn't play actually play that many games, I thought he didn't actually do too bad. But cool, you know, right. strange one. But best Let's of luck move to on. Him. So and another one. A couple of days later, um, probably the biggest blow yeah. was that Romain Vincelo joined Coventry uh, for an undisclosed fee. We believe it's in the region of about fifty thousand pounds because someone, one of the Coventry fans. Uh, advised everybody on Twitter yeah. uh, that Coventry's books are currently open due to an ongoing uh, legal situation, yeah. so their books have to be uh, open. So apparently, they paid about fifty grand for him. So you can check out our interview, our exclusive interview with Romain Vincelo, serialised in the Coventry Telegraph as well. Absolutely, we're getting notoriety <laughs> up and down the country, and um, you know he tells you really what went on. We won't spoil it for you if you do Absolutely. go and listen to it, but but check it out. It is on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, and go and have a listen to that and see what yeah. he really thinks. Thanks for everyone for listening to that. It's over 1,300 listens. Yeah, the really? most successful podcast to date. Yeah. So much for people not really being that interested yeah. or bothered by it. But then I dare say a few Cov fans have probably got involved. Oh, absolutely. In well, so. Absolutely. It was great to talk to him. You know, as a player, I think I always said we missed him when he wasn't there. He protected the back four. He was that one who was always there. So your back four weren't exposed. And you could see that when he wasn't in the team, we looked a lot more susceptible to attacks. And a lot more vulnerable. Mm. Um, and I think in League 2, he would have cleaned up. Yeah, I, th- I think we would have been laughing with him in there. Yeah. And again, fans were hurt because that he left because he was one of our better players. And obviously, he goes without saying that every, most people wanted him to stay. Yeah, he, everyone thought that he would stay. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. He'd been injured uh, in December against Peterborough, yeah. so everyone just assumed that he's got time on his contract. So That was the thing. Because he was under contract, people thought he would stay unless a big yeah. bid come in. And because it was undisclosed, and we didn't really know. So... We wish him well. Yeah. Um, and it, and hopefully he can do a job of commentary and take him up. Yeah, absolutely. So all the best to him. And then a couple of days after that, on the 9th, Sean Bat, who was not offered a new deal, joined Kevin Lisby at Barnet. Yep. So a and bit so, of a reunion. Yeah, and you know what's going to happen on the uh, first game of the season, season. when Bat and Lisby line up against us. But again, Bat, brilliant at times, frustrating at others. Yeah. You know, it's, I think in his first Very season mixed. with the club, in that in that playoff season, he had some games where he was just immense. Yeah. I remember one half, the first half against Sheffield United in the season before last, he was amazing. They just kept, we just kept giving him the ball, and he just kept running, running with it, and they just didn't know what to do. Um, so most of that's about, you know. Yeah. Um, Bit of a surprise, the next one for me. Really? Yeah. Oh, Marvin Bartley, John Sibernian. 
So bit random. Name one Marvin Bartley Baby from the South Stand. No, that was it was a good song. It was a good song. I don't know who came up with that, but it was a good song. I, I mean, Hibernian aren't what they were. They're not. They're like League One in Scotland. They're not a Premiership club. I don't reckon he's getting that much more money. From honest, I there's that much money running around in Scotland. No, there's, there's good move for him though. Do you reckon? Yeah, good move for him. Rangers, Rangers are in that division. There's some big teams now are being pushed in that division. Mark Warburton. I think the thing, really, you know, I think we had him for what two a year and a half. I think in that time you could say he was only really fit for about two months. Two months <laughs> at, at best. But when he did start getting fit, he was actually doing all right. I remember he scored against Northampton, and then we thought, ah, oh, now you know he might start showing his worth here. Then he just got injured again. Mm. So okay. So we'll see. So. Also, not confirmed yet, but it looks like Shane Lowry will leave the club. He's not signed for another club yet, but he does have a relegation release clause. As it turns out, that no one knew about. That no one knew about yet. So he played for Birmingham and scored for them at the weekend just gone. Um, but has also been linked with Coventry City, who apparently offered him a two-year deal. So yeah. I don't think there's any great love loss between Shane Lowry and most Orient fans. Again, he was brought in as one of the big signings last season. Yeah. Never really performed. Brought in as left-back originally and didn't really do very well there. Seemed to get booked a lot. Seemed to not do what we were sold. Seemed yeah. to be a better centre-back. He was a better left centre-back than he was at left-back. Yeah. Initially, he came in and he was making some real crunching tackles. He was always getting yellow-carded. He was late. Alared, he was always... I think he was firm. I think he was probably a little bit too firm but at, at, at times. But, you know, um, he, he was he was one of those that would actually end up costing you a game because he'd get on a yellow really early. And one thing I didn't like about him, he was always one of the ones who, when you would concede a goal, would kind of look and show at other players. As opposed oh, to really? looking at himself, yeah. If you watch some of the goals we could see last season, and if you watch Lowry's reaction to him, it, he's always the one who will shout others. Right. Um, and then obviously we've got Josh Wright, again, up in the air. He hasn't signed another contract with another club yet. Potential rumours that he could come back. No one really knows what's going on there. Um, so we'll see that. Yeah, I think, I think um, although Jack Payne seems to be odds on to sign, um, it, it, you know, it means that Josh won't come in, but I think if Jack doesn't sign... I think Josh will be offered a contract. Yeah, yeah. So on one thing one. out of that, plain to see that, you know, players who have left aren't bad players. But no. were very poorly managed last season, I would say. They've either gone, as you said, league above or top end of the clubs at League 2. People are certainly going to be pushing up there, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it, I think it's worth pointing out that the, the, seat, the, the signings from last season as well, who, who fouled in, by and large, were... Those that are on large wages were actually signed by Russell Slade. They were yeah, his, you know absolutely. that that whole famous. He, I've given him a list. He, I asked for a list, and he gave it to me. And I looked at it for thirty seconds and said, "Go and sign them." You know, they're all Slade signings. So I think rather than hate on the players, I think it's it's absolutely. worth pointing out that some absolutely. of our frustration ought to be borne towards Russell. So, absolutely, and we so, still got players like Jay Simpson on big money, who we think Joby. will stay, but don't know about that yet. Obviously, Joby. So still a few big earners on the books. So I reckon Joby will go. Well, he's Joby hasn't had a break from football. No, he finished so, the season and then he went to play Copper America in the Copper America. Yeah, and now he's playing. He scored in a the, wonderful goal. He's got a fantastic goal, and now mm. he's playing in the Gold Cup or something. Yeah, or the, it's like the anniversary of it or something, isn't it? So even when he comes back, he's not going to be in any state where he wants to play for him. And to be fair, it's good exposure for him. Fantastic. Those yeah, goals, yeah, yeah. You know, so. That's why I don't think he'll stay because I yeah. think he's had that exposure. He'll come back. What? He's probably back now, so he probably won't. No, he's still to... playing. They're in the semis tonight. Are they really? In America. They're playing USA. So he's not going to be back till September, is he? Then really? So he's going to give him all of August. So we'll sure. see. So some big names still there who might not be there 
by the time we do our next podcast so we will see yeah. so lots of players are left but also Hendon has brought in lots of players so he has. we start with Sammy Moore who's a central midfielder from Wimbledon Yeah, I'd heard of him but I don't know much about him no nor, nor do I and well, I'll reserve judgement until I see him play and the same with Sean Glahesi who we've signed right back from uh, from Colchester yeah absolutely Blair Turgot uh, so Hendon knows Blair from his time at West Ham he was at Coventry last season um, and was released I got my boss is a big Coventry fan and said at times Blair could be outstanding and really batter teams he pointed to when Coventry beat Peterborough last season away and said Blair was phenomenal but yeah. said that he disappeared from games so, um, a little bit, bit temperamental bit temperamental but you know Hendon's got him Hendon knows how he works when I had to motivate him so a good signing young quick from what I hear that's what we want. Absolutely. That's what we want. So that's why I kind of think that McAnuff is going to go because yep. Turgut's the replacement. Ready made well. replacement. So then we got Paul McCullum, again, Hendon going for youth, someone he knows from his West Ham days. He spent some time on loan at Hearts last season. Pre season form has actually been quite inspiring very, and very encouraging. Very good pre season. Scored an overhead uh, kick against Middlesbrough. I think he scored he's, three goals in three against, games. He scored against Braintree, he scored against Middlesbrough. And he scored against Los Lobos, whoever the hell they were. We played the other day. Some random um, yeah. nothing team. So yeah, good good to have. I know preseason fixtures don't don't matter, but it's good. It's like good. people say, good to have that mentality. It's good for strikers to score goals yeah. in preseason because it gets confidence up. Exactly. Um, Oli Palmer surprised signed from twenty k from Mansfield. So I don't know much about Oli Palmer, um, but I do like that highlights reel that the club put out. He scored some good goals. Good finisher. He's got. Good, good, good feel. But that was in the Vanarama North, uh, Vanarama Conference uh, National, wasn't it? That was in. That was a league below League Two. Two, yeah. So the old Vauxhall GM Vauxhall Conference for those of of that uh, but, yeah. that era. Yep. Um, but I don't understand why we've paid a fee for someone who couldn't get into Mansfield's team. We'll see. Obviously, Hendon thinks he's got potential to to do something. Maybe he's Hendon's type of forward. Again, reserve judgment on him without seeing him. Yeah. But as I okay. say, good goals. That highlights reel was good, and he yeah. scored a hat trick against. Wherever they are, Los Lobos. Okay. Um, and so, rumour, but he's already played on trial for us, and we were having a discussion before in every we started game. recording. Uh, not in every game. Jack, Jack hasn't played in. Played no, in he didn't game, play against Braintree. Um, okay. So, Jack Payne, so Jack Payne was Peterborough captain, I don't know if for all last season, but for definitely a part of it. Central midfielder, twenty three years old, signed from Gillingham. I think for a few hundred grand. I read the word. I, I read it was the number. I read seven hundred grand. Yeah, and it's a lot of money to then a, let him come. Well, apparently he's homesick, or he doesn't want. He wants to be closer to Kent. Apparently, Kent to Peterborough is not exactly no, like that's absolutely. So maybe he doesn't Grants. like the way the club's gone. Maybe Ferguson sold him the store. Something. Ferguson's obviously not there now, but the post chairman is on Twitter saying that he's not going to take a loss on him I won't send him on the cheap and there's no way we're going to pay a massive fee for him yeah. I'd be very surprised if we did Yeah. Um, he's got to be so real we'll mustard to, to be paying yeah. out six figures we'll see I mean real to be mustard. honest I, I don't know nothing about Jack Payne in terms of the way he plays I, I didn't I don't recall watching him last season when we played posh but I'm sure he did play but obviously he's a decent player decent pedigree he seems like he's a good league one player yeah. so if you can get him in league two and obviously he's captain material because he's been captain at Posh. So yeah. fingers crossed for that. That would be an amazing coup if we can get him. Yeah. Be really good. And yeah. then some great news about the youth coming through. Absolutely. So Sandro Samedo signed a two-year deal. Um, he's got a great goal last year for the youth. He did, yeah. Phenomenal. Outstanding 30-odd yarder, 35 Got some good yarder. kids coming through. Yeah, Harry Lee, one-year deal. Be nice to see more Harry Lee. 
Yeah, he didn't. He, he had a little bit of a go. He's um, never early, really late previous season. But, yep. And then we had Monto Adjaman, Freddie Munker, Jake, uh, Jack Humphrey, Sam Ling, and Scott Cashgate are all under contract yep. for next year anyway. I, I like so. Cashgate. I like to see more of Cashgate and Ling. Everyone tells me how great Ling is, but I haven't. I haven't seen enough of Ling. Yeah. To, to, we'll see. That, hopefully, we'll hopefully. see. I'm sure he's got the assurances. Otherwise, absolutely. From when I spoke to Martin, I think Martin was like, "Well, let's yeah. see how this goes, and we'll, we'll see if we keep him there," sort of thing. Yep. So lots of <clears> people <throat> on Twitter, and social media, and forums saying we need more signings. But the squad, even though it's a bit thin, it's a pretty decent squad. So we'll quickly go through it. Um, so keepers: Woods, Granger. Yeah. So two keepers. I really like Granger. Jury's still out Woods for me. Got to say, yeah, we'll see. We'll see maybe with a better goalkeeping lot, coach, absolutely. Coach better, better goalkeeping the, coach, hopefully, a better pre season yeah. fitness. So, defenders we've got Sean Glehesse, yeah, uh, Nathan Clark, Nacho Baldry, Sam Ling. So, we've got Fraser um, we Shaw. Couple, we had a couple of trialists in Fraser Shaw, and uh, is it Connor Esson? Connor Esson. Okay. I think we're gonna end up signing those two defenders because they've been pretty consistent in every friendly. Shaw's been left back. And SM's partnered Baldry, which might be worrying for Nathan Clark. Yes, I'd say so too. Potentially, but we'll because see. Nathan maybe... hasn't played much of any preseason, from what I can understand. Yeah. I think I think Clarkie might be the next one out. Yeah, back up north to towards his family. I I, but if I was a betting man, that's what I'd do, what I'd be saying. I reckon he'll stay, but we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Midfield, go for it. So midfield, Cox is still here, and it was great to see Cox commit his future to the club, and it almost feels like a new signing because I feel that like everyone. Felt that once we got relegated, he'd be on his way. Yeah, because he's the one that you look at and you go, "Well, you probably get a decent fee for Cox." You would two years left on his contract. Yeah, Um, so great that he's still here. Then we've got Semedo, who we've mentioned, who might break through hopefully. And then you know you've got James, who should be mustered in League Two. Yeah, should be very strong. About like you wouldn't believe, you'd hope. Yeah, you've got Sammy Moore, who's got a good League Two experience, who's been bought in from Wimbledon, as we've said. Payne who we've just mentioned possibly. before, possibly. I mean, if he comes in, that's a good three in the middle of midfield. That's a really strong central yeah. midfield for me. You've got Harry Lee, you've got McEnough, who you've already mentioned has been superb for Jamaica. Yeah, and you've got Turgo. If he stays, Turgo, who can kind of cover that right-hand side. Tur- yeah, and Pritchard. So Pritchard's still here, and he, he's played a bit of the friendly. So, you know, as Hendon finally seen that you don't play Pritchard as a winger, you play him in the middle. In the middle, where, where he wants to play, where, 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 where he's meant play. to play. Yeah, yeah. and, and then, then up front we've got... Uh, Jay Simpson, Ollie Palmer, Paul McCallum, and Scott Scott Cashgate. Yeah. So, and I think the good thing about Simpson is Simpson can go any. Simpson can go behind the front, or he can go on the left. Four wing. three three if you yeah. needed him to. Yeah. Uh, four five one if you needed him to play up front on his own if you need him to. He's he's got that turn of pace that that will really set League yeah. Two on fire if he stays. To me, Palmer and McCallum seem like they're good at playing up front by themselves, which is why I think it will end up playing a four five one or a four three. Well, then two if, one or something like that. Yeah, I I agree with you, but the variations that you got with Simpson or Cashkit playing off of either one of them too. Oh, absolutely, could be quite could absolutely. Be quite Don't forget, you got Cox, McEnough, Simpson, Turgo. So it's it's not all doom and gloom. There's some good attacking options there, and you look at those players and you go, for League Two, they should be decent players. We should be up, and there. they they no should question. They should give. They, they will give more League Two players and enough problems. I would say so. We've had, we've had a few friendlies, and we don't read too much into the friendlies. So, Friday, tenth of July, we played Braintree away and lost two one. So we're just going to go through the teams just to give a bit yeah. of cohesion to kind of the way Hendon's setting his teams out. So in the first half, he played four four two with Woods in goal, Shaw left back, Essen Baldry centre backs, Clahessy right back, and then Dean Cox as a left winger, uh, Woodyard who was a trialist and who isn't signing, so he's yeah. gone back to his gone club, back. James. 
and Turgo in midfield, and up front, uh, Zoko. Francois Zoko. Yeah, I, I, I quite like nah. him. But again, confirmed, not signing. this. And McCallum. And then in the second half, he, he Hendon played a 4 5 1. Uh, Granger in goal, and then Lee, uh, Link, who came in the 51st minute for Essam, Clark, Pritchard, Simpson, Howe. Who was at Dagenham and Redbridge, but who has since signed for Bournemouth, so won't be signing with us. Yeah, we told him we won't be yeah. taking him further yet. Moore, Samedo, Cashkit, and Palmer. So it's good that the youth have got. Uh, I say yeah. youth, but the, the the sort of the younger lads have also got uh, some some preseason game time. So yeah. you know, and that's what I said to you uh, said earlier in this podcast is about you know um, Hendon giving youth a go because that's where he's come from. That's yeah, his that's his journey. That's what he's done, and yeah. I, and I like that, and I and I, I've got good hope that that he'll be able to bring. Bring these kids in, yeah. and bring the lads in, and give them some first team proper experience. So we took the lead uh, through Paul McCallum in the 18th minute, but Braintree equalised with a 38th minute penalty that Hendon said wasn't a penalty um, <laughs> through Davis, and then they nicked the win in the 88th minute through Marks. But again, it's not about the result. No, it was made fitness, clear. Really. It was about fitness. Not going to lose any sleep over that. When then we travelled to Managa. They did a week. They did a week's yep. camp from from oh, several day camp over in. Um, southern Spain so Good on sign, on, uh, on Wednesday the 15th of July at La Manga which most people will probably be familiar with we played uh, in a what we think a 4-5-1 uh, formation where again we had uh, Granger in goal we had Shaw SM Baldry and Clahessi um, as the back four yep. uh, Simpson Payne Moore James and Turgo uh, across the middle I've got to say that midfield from. That, that, it's frightening, isn't it? that five midfield in League 2 Simpson Payne Moore James Turgo is a strong midfield. And that's not even with Cox or McEnough in there. Decent, that is. Mental, isn't it? Decent, yep. So Albert Adama gave Borough the lead just before half-time and then Borough doubled their lead early in the second half before Paul McCallum pulled one back. An exquisite overhead kick. You can see the action on YouTube. Great goal. Yeah. Uh, before Middlesbrough got third and won the game 3-1. But again, about it's all about fitness. Yeah. And you, in... you wouldn't necessarily expect to beat Middlesbrough anyway. And, no, and, and they played a decent. They played some, a decent team Middlesbrough. They put a decent team out. Well, Lighter Karanka wants to go up, doesn't he? So yeah, he's yeah. going to be doing that. But Ian Hendon said the scoreline flattered them. He said we didn't play badly yeah. at all. Absolutely. Um, so then a couple of days later, uh, we played actually on the Saturday, the eighteenth at uh, La Cala. Uh, we played a Huddersfield team, a Chris Power team. Um, again, we went four five one with this. We think uh, with Woods in goal this time. We had uh, Shaw. We think SM, Baldry, Clahessi uh, across the back line. Then had Cox, Moore, Pritchard, James and Turgo uh, in the middle and then Simpson uh, to, to change it up. But again, a, up front a, a different five in midfield, but a good five. So this time Cox, Moore, Pritchard, James, Turgo. I've got such a smile on my face. It's but, but again, a that's, a, that, on paper. that's a better midfield than what we had last season for the most part. Yeah. At points. Yeah. You know, so... That's good, you know. Like and, it. We lost uh, we lost that one though, sadly. Yeah. But it's not again, it's not about winning or losing. We yeah. lost it 2 0. Joe Lolly and a Baldrian goal giving Huddersfield the win, but no points. Yeah. So moving forward. So we played one game before we came back, so we, we had did. to get a win out there. So we played uh Lossi Billos uh, um on Monday, <laughs> beating five nil, hat trick from Ollie Palmer with Cox getting a goal and McCall- McCallum scoring as well. So good to see Ollie Palmer. Scoring a couple. McCallum, as we said, has got three and three. Good to see Cox scoring. Yeah, I'm sure they appreciated that and, and Ollie Palmer as well. So, yeah, so that's where we currently sit in our pre season plan. So, just a few other things to mention before we leave you on this wonderful evening. We've got Colchester on Saturday, yep. the 25th. Yep. Then we've got Woking away the following Tuesday, which is the 28th. Yep. 
And then we've got one on August. I'd, we have, but I don't know. Don't I can't remember who it yep. is. Oh, Bishop Stortford. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the following Saturday. So, yeah, a couple more games if you haven't seen the guys yet, you can do. Yeah, so season ticket prices. So, obviously, just a quick kudos to the club for reducing the prices. So, That's 10% right. cheaper. The 65% move for the under-18s and all stands is great. Yeah. Last year we had a few moans about it only being North Stand only and lots of empty seats. But this time, it seems the club have listened. So, it's great to get more kids in. That's right. For 65 quid for, for you know, 23 games is... Yep, it's super. really not bad money, you know, it's like three quid a game. Yep, absolutely. And also, Elle's charity match, what a great day that was. Oh, really enjoyable yeah. day out. Harry Redknapp and Russell Brand, fair play to them for putting themselves yeah. out to have every person there wanting their autograph and then giving them the time. They even went over to the far side, Harry Redknapp, I saw him trudging across the pitch to the east stand where where some of the fans were there. We should sign that goalkeeper, that Tommy Walsh fellow. Oh, he made some amazing. incredible saves. For a 50-year-old guy as well. Superb. It Super. was, it was really good. It was such a good day out and we raised such a lot of money for, for charity from what I understand. I haven't got the exact figure but... If anyone wants an Orient Outlook podcast badge, feel free to email some requests in and we'll start trying to yeah, shoot some still, out. We're still selling them for Prostate UK. We are. Um, I've got to give, give him that money actually. Yeah. He still hasn't got back to me as to when he wants to, to grab it but yeah, that's all good. Yeah, it was a great day for free so we won the match and great send off for people like Mackie and Steele oh. and Alexander who, you know, might not play at that Brisbane Road again. Great day to send them off. You say that, but I actually think this might happen every Absolutely. year. Absolutely, and it should do. It's a great money I raiser. Think it'll happen every year. Great for morale. Could see Gary Alexander as well. Yeah, looks absolutely. Well. Looks yeah, well. they all look well. Lockie, great to see Lockie back. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, I forgot. You know, Daryl. Super Kev. Yeah. Saying goodbye to the to the to the fans that come. It was out. a wicked day. It was a, yeah, and and the fact Liz, Lisby was there. With you his know. family. And he scored, didn't he? Yeah. I'm sure, Lisby nicked the goal. Got the fourth goal. Yeah. Perfect way to sign off. Yeah. Super Kev. Super amazing Kevin, player, we amazing guy. Yeah. And also, um, it was a first for. Oh, it was. Yeah, I took my daughter to the match, so she loved it, and that she was my. Did enjoy it as well, yeah, didn't she? That... She actually watched it. Yeah, she watched it. That was my daughter at the beginning of the show, who will be a probably a regular next season. She'll be a hooligan in five hooligan, years. Hooligan, yeah, or in aggro. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> um, so just to really round up um, the announcement from the club that on July the thirtieth, so the kit is going to be revealed next Thursday. Yep. Yeah. So we don't know actually if it's on sale then or if it's just an an unveiling I'm going to assume it's, it's, it's both it's definitely on sale from the 31st I don't know if, you reckon? I don't know if it's from the 30th I've read it yeah fine um, so keep your eyes posted to the Orient Twitter feed Facebook page hopefully website. hopefully it will look better than last season's yeah, in terms of I, last season it just looked like a training top with the Orient badge thrown on the yeah. spot so that, that, that was my problem with it hopefully lovely kit a lovely kit means Good times. Yeah, I I heard that a kit was chosen and then Bichetti said no, I don't like that. Oh really? I heard that. Okay. Well, Bichetti's Italian, slick. Well, you hope so. If we 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 can't be in Robbie DiCapa or Lotto or anything like that, so it's got to be it's Nike this year. So Nike, Nike, but last season with Nike, it comes up for renewal, and hopefully, you know, a lot of people want the braces back, and the braces have been spoken about. That's not going to happen. Not 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 this season, but next season it could if we veer off from Nike. Yeah. So we shall see. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. So it's wonderful to be back in Paul's front room uh, recording again. And we're back for the season. So our next podcast will be next weekend. And yeah. That will be the final pre-season podcast. And then it's back to normal. So season starts two weeks on Saturday. And as we said, we'll be back next weekend. So thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank um, you for tuning in. Stay with us throughout the course of the season. Follow us at Orient Outlook on Twitter. You can email us Orient Outlook at Outlook dot com if you're so inclined 
And uh, yeah, keep an eye on us. We, we'll try and bring you breaking news as and when we can. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have enjoy the rest of your week. Up the O's. Up the O's.